wasn't too old to be trick or treating. I am the Pumpkin King! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me say it to me one time. Oh my, oh my. I'm a prick. Concentrate. The dog's barking. You'll <laughs> stop. I know. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Welcome everyone to episode 10 of the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night Podcast. This is part two of our very scary Halloween super show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anders. And we're back in your ears talking that Halloween business. And uh, we are so thankful that you guys are listening to us. And uh, we hope you've been enjoying the Halloween content we've been releasing this month. And most importantly, we hope you are enjoying your wonderful October. With that said, Mike, how are you doing? Doing fan. Fantabulous. This is Fant- fantabulous. <laughs> Phantom tabulous. Ooh. Fan- ooh. ooh. Yeah. There we go. Get- I like that. Uh-huh. Get- getting some jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I-, I I guess I'm doing good. Is <laughs> do we want to tell people that this is the second attempt at recording yeah, this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Truth be told, Mike and I actually recorded. This episode, several, several days ago, <laughs> and we lost everything because uh, Mike's computer crapped out on us. Yeah. And it was, honestly, it was... I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't mine because it's a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and honestly... It was probably one of the best recordings we'd ever had. So just, I'm not gonna uh, lie, it it was so good, and it's it's a little <laughs> it's a little heartbreaking because we we talked so much about our costumes, which is the question of the week, and Mike and I were talking like, you know what? I don't know if I can tell these stories again because the reactions were so funny and genuine that we would just be fake laughing. That's what happened. Yep. <laughs> You guys could call us out on it, and I don't want that. <laughs> uh, I, I was sick, like literally sick to my stomach at uh, everything that we had just lost, and <laughs> it was all my fault. And so as bad as this cast might be, just imagine it so much better, because that's how it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I will say this. Um, we're recording the first half, because we, we, we technically... We have the second half, which is the movie talk portion of the podcast. So mm-hmm. that's done. If it sounds a little different than this first half, now you know this is a <laughs> this is a been like a two part episode cliffhanger for us. So um, yeah. anyway, we're just going to cut the hey how you doing BS talk short because we 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 already did this. So <laughs> time for a brand new segment. It's called. Halloween Watch. All right, welcome to Halloween Watch. <laughs> That's the new. It's a newscast. Like I know, we don't even need sound editing. You yeah, pro- do probably the- don't. <laughs> we should so, act so, out the commercials. Yeah, no, we won't go that far. But Halloween Watch. This is a. Uh, this is where we update each other on what we've been doing 
uh, this month of, in October for Halloween. So, Mike, what are what are some fun Halloween things that you can share with our with our listeners? Last night, I watched the Garfield and Halloween special. It was mm. awesome. While I uh, worked on my costume. Nice. Oh, speaking of Garfield Halloween specials, if you uh-huh. if you haven't listened to our latest minicast episode, we talk about Garfield. We also talk yeah. about Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. which is airing. Well, the, the podcast is live right now. You can go check it out. But The Simpsons for this year, The Treehouse of Horror, is this Sunday. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It, it'll <clears> probably <throat> suck, but, you know, I'll be, I'll, yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. I also watched the first Treehouse of Horror last night uh, as well, nice. along with Garfield. And the uh, Rugrats Halloween special, where they do the Halloween haunted house thing. Like in, in their house, like or in their backyard. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one because there's one where they actually go to like a like a fair or a carnival or something, and uh, that one kind of sucks because um, that's like in the later episodes hmm. of Rugrats when I think it's like post Rugrats movie where the animation was a lot slicker, the babies sounded more. They talked more baby like, like it got really annoying mm-hmm. after they made the first theater release movie. Like yeah. the first three seasons are just pure gold. Like I adore the Rugrats. So yeah. good. I, I love that. It. It, it was great. Um, and it's available on iTunes. Whoa. Yeah. I need to check that out. Yeah. It's under the um, Nickelodeon rewind Halloween collection. Oh, nice! I have one of those. It has a it has the Doug episode on it. Oh, cool! What what happens in the Doug episode? It's when it's it's Halloween night and Skeeter and Doug go to uh, I think they, they go to Funky Town, <laughs> the amusement oh. park, and that's where they have like that yeah. kind of haunted mansion esque type ride that everyone's like really scared to ride, and uh, they get stuck on it. Hmm. Like I get, I think the park closes down while they're mid ride, which sounds really irresponsible of the park. <laughs> but awesome. you know what happens in Funky Town stays in Funky stays Town. In Funky Town. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that one. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, yeah, did I mention that I carved a jack o' lantern yet? No, but props to you. Yeah, well, it's already. Early. It yeah, it's already gone. It it's uh, disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna do another one, or are you good? You got your fix. You know, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that we did it early because now I do get to do it again. Because um, mm. I I do want to have one in the house at all times. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, but other than that, uh, I went to Walmart and Target the other weekend and just bought some. Uh, decorations for the house. I've never really nice. been a big um, like Halloween house decorator. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I've had my own house, like my mom would always used to put some, at least some things out. She has some like pumpkin lights and a, um, a ceramic jack o' lantern that she puts out every year. Um, oh, cool! But yeah, but I've never really had anything of my own. So I went and bought some like um, of those accordion fold base um bats that you can just kind of put anywhere and then um, oh yeah i uh i've got some lights that i've strung up and then um 
Nice. I'm using that uh, 8-bit zombie uh, skeleton hanging Oh, uh, yeah. The, the tar yeah. man. Yeah, I'm using that as part of it. And then I've got my McDonald's Boo Pails and McNugget Buddies out. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> using a lot of stuff that isn't really decorations as decorations. But Hey, um, it's, it's all in the same spirit. It's Halloween. Yeah. There's no rules. It, it's it's looking good. Nice. Um, but yeah. Oh, we and we bought a um, a doormat that says Happy Halloween. That's really oh, cool. Oh, good. I yeah. That. Man, I yeah. really want one. Yeah, it's awesome. It was, uh, we just have one Walmart. that has like a big R on it for our last name. No. <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> Nice. Well, have you have you watched any any good scary movies this month? No, I've been horrible about watching movies. Um, I did catch Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning on TV the other night. Um, oh wow! It was on Sci Fi Channel, and I I literally just caught it because we were in bed and I was just flipping around the channels. So I didn't catch the whole thing, but I mean that's literally been the extent of my movie watching. However, I think we're going to go see Crimson Peak this weekend. Oh, cool. And then um, we, I want to see the movie Final Girls, the Final Girls. Ah, I do too. Um, it's actually available to rent on iTunes right now. Nice. So I think um, we might rent that this weekend as well. Yeah, let me know how that is if I don't end up watching it this weekend too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been a little low-key, but, um, you know, I still got time. Still got two weeks. Oh, man, yeah, you got you, you have plenty of time. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah so, like, we... <laughs> We we've it's been kind of a weird uh, weird October than normal. Um, my wife started working a new job, so her hours have changed, and they've kind of like been you know it's it's been really exhausting for her, and I've been really tired lately, just doing a lot. And so we just decorated the house last week, which is like mm. sounds like a, a, a like a sin on my behalf because yeah. You know, but the, what happened was we the. I originally wanted to decorate the weekend, like the last weekend of September since October started on a Thursday, but we were at a wedding in Michigan and, you know, like that whole thing just wore us out. Yeah. We were exhausted. Brett started a new job. It wasn't my wedding. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> but yeah, so it wasn't Mike's wedding. It was, uh, it was my wife's maid of honors wedding. So, uh, we, we went out there that was exhausting and Brett started her new, her new job like immediately after. So it was just like, I mean, we, we were really lucky we decorated when we did. It just wasn't, <laughs> it just wasn't the first of the month like it normally is, but yeah. it's cool. We have slacked so much on movie watching, um, unfortunately, but I mean, that's the thing, like. There's months where I watch like a movie every night or try to. I've done that several years in a row. And then there's been years where it's like I don't start the marathon until like two weeks left or the week of Halloween. So mm -hmm. but we've been watching uh been watching American Horror Story uh freak show since it's on Netflix. Yes. Um, Are you liking it? We uh not yet. <laughs> I <laughs> 
that's the thing. I, I feel like while it's American Horror Story and it's horror themed, I I'm not a circus fan. You know, mm-hmm. like I especially like I mean the freak show stuff creeps me out. Like it's just it's crazy. <laughs> so it's not really like up my alley. Kind of like sci-fi isn't really up my alley. So it's like uh, I kind of it's kind of like that. Like I just it's just not my thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we've been watching Scream Queens and it's tight. It's so awesome. good. Love that show. Um, but it's good. I love it. It's great. Uh, Emma Roberts is awesome in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in it. Um, so been watching that. And last night though, we had a treat. Um, my wife snagged us early access passes to see the new Goosebumps movie, which comes out when this podcast is out. (laughs) Um, and it was awesome. Like, yeah, I was, I, I really was not expecting much. Like I love Goosebumps. I love the books. It's one of the first books I ever invested, you know, like a lot of my time in, I owned all of them as a kid, still have most of them today. I love the show. And I was one of those people who read the books before the show even came out. So it's, I've been with it since the get go. I think when I started reading, they were maybe two books deep into the series. So, Mm -hmm. uh, love goosebumps. I really have my reservations about the movie itself just because, we actually started rewatching some of Goosebumps uh, a few years ago, and they don't really hold up too well. <laughs> First <laughs> yeah. off, it's a lot. Uh, I think the majority of it, if not all of it, was filmed in Canada, and there are tons of can uh, Canadian accents. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just you don't realize that when you're like eight. Yeah. And then like when you're older, you're like, oh, they, they say things differently, you know, and, you yeah. know, it's fun. But, uh, like the effects are pretty terrible and, you know, the, those kid actors, some of them are just horrendous. Like, I mean, like cringe worthy, but Arl yeah. Stein, like he had a new series come out like uh, a few years ago called the haunting hour and it's mm-hmm. super good. Like it's a lot darker than goosebumps, a little more mature, uh, still for kids, but, um, you know, I think you would have to be at least. 12 or older to, to watch it and not be super terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really curious to see where this movie was going to go. Plus you've got Jack Black in the movie. Um, you've got the, uh, the kid from super eight. I, I can't remember his name, which super eight is one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years, like period. Just uh, call him Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he is amazing in it. Uh, Jack did awesome as Arl Stein. Uh, but yeah, so what's interesting about this movie, and you get what's going on from the previews, but it's basically all the monsters and the, the stories that R.L. Stein has written are like coming to life in the real world. And um, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, it it plays out like a Goosebumps episode. Like it's it's uh, there's a twist. It gets resolved and there's another twist, um, but it's fun. And even though like they didn't show like every, like they didn't pay homage to every like character in all the books, um, I think they did a pretty good job at like uh, making it exciting. You know, like some of my favorite stories don't include 
like the big monsters that are chasing mm-hmm. the kids around in the movie, but that's okay. And, you know, like, uh, it, it, it was fun. I, I would say it's probably like the Casper of this generation. Like it just has that vibe. Like there's a nice little cute love story between two of the actors. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a really sweet movie and it's got some really like slappy. The dummy is awesome in it. Like he's kind of the (laughs) ringleader of all this mayhem. So, uh, I like that. Like I've always thought like neither living dummy was one of the creepiest and funnest books. Um, so does he get up and walk around like Chucky or, is he no. like always sitting? <laughs> He's almost always sitting or driving. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but That's yeah, funny. it's it's good. I, I recommend go seeing it. And if you have kids, you know, take them if they're of age. I would I'd say you'd at least need to be like seven or eight to to go see it. Just because I, I think it's pretty scary. It's scarier than any movie that was out for kids when we were kids, you know. Hmm. Um Yeah, that I mean that werewolf looked gnarly in the in the trailer. Yeah. See, so that's the thing. Like they're, they're being chased by the werewolf, which is the werewolf of fever swamp. Uh, mm-hmm. the abominable snowman is a, one of the main villains, uh, the, the, the huge mantis. And those make for like big action packed, exciting things. But you know, like, like I say, like my, my favorite books growing up were like, you know, uh, uh, I liked monster blood. I liked, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, say cheese and die, uh, mass mm-hmm. mutant. So, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ones that like didn't make the cut, but again, it's like, how do, how do you run from some of those things? So, right. One of my favorites was, uh, my hairiest adventure. And that would have been hard to put in there. Cause there really yeah, was exactly. no monster or anything. Right. Another one of my favorites was uh, The Headless Ghost, and that's about a, a sweet little boy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's not going to be chasing anyone around. It, that, that, that book's more of like a sad story. So, yeah, yeah there's just there's some of those things where people like, I, I guarantee this will be a complaint with people in our age going to see this movie and being like, oh, I didn't see this thing, though. It's like, well, yeah, it's because it's not really going to work out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Um but I will say the lawn gnomes in the movie are my favorite. They are freaking <laughs> hilarious and awesome. Uh, there's uh, there's there's some really good ones that come into play towards the end, and the end credits are a blast to watch. So oh, awesome! I, not to spoil it either, but like if there was something you were bummed about not seeing in the movie, you might see it in the end credits. So hmm. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as like, that's almost one of the only movies we've watched. We watched Scream 4 last weekend with a friend and, uh, I watched the movie I'm talking about tonight. So it could be fresh on my mind. Plus (laughs) it's part of that whole, how do you set off October? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I need to go and watch Blair Witch again because it's my go-to. And I think that's why I haven't watched anything else because I haven't let myself kick it off yet. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we want to watch that too. We put that on our list for this year. So, um, my parents are coming into town this weekend. So I'm really hoping to get some movie time in with them Mm because, you know, they, they like the scary movies and, um, we'll, we'll find some good ones to watch. Uh, I really want to see this movie called the editor. Have you seen that? 
I've heard of it. Um, I don't want to see it anymore now that I know more about it. Oh, <laughs> but, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was really excited about it when I first heard about it. I just, I'm not in the mood to watch like, um, did you see Black Dynamite? I did. Okay. The editor is to that genre's horror movie what Black Dynamite is to black exploitation movies. It's kind of like spoofing itself. Oh, weird. Um, I didn't know that. So it's the, it's not the necessarily visuals just like, looked really cool. Oh yeah. Like if I saw it, it would definitely be for um the visual aesthetic of it. But mm-hmm. um I I was kinda of bummed that it was more of a um like comedy. A yeah, I mean, it's like a horror. It looked like a horror comedy, or okay. it's funny if you are familiar with the genre because you know what they're like making fun of. Sort right, of you know, you know the tropes. You know, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, but if you see it, let me know how it is because yeah, I was really interested in it. Yeah, I, I, I this weekend too. I really want to hit up. Like, I haven't been to Best Buy or Walmart yet. Um, Target has had like the crappiest scary movie selection for like the last four or five years. But, Mm -hmm. uh, Best Buy and Walmart are usually really good at like putting out horror movies for pretty cheap. So, I mean, I, I, like most of my movie collection has been from like October's past of like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can walk out of the store with like 10 movies for like, you know, 50 bucks or less. Uh, it's just, it's just the best time to get them. You know what's in my queue this year that I'm actually a little ashamed to admit I've not seen is um, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. You've never watched that? I've never, and I own it, and I've never watched it. Like I bought Weird. it either last year or the year before that to watch it specifically. Oh wow! And I just I never got around to it around Halloween time, and then it was like, well, I'm not going to watch it in March because it just doesn't <laughs> feel right. So it's like the next year came around and I never got around to it. And oh man. So I got to do it this year. I, I can't think of an October where I haven't watched it at least in the <laughs> last, in the last five or six years. Like, yeah. And I hate that I haven't seen it because the Christmas one, I mean, it's like, I will not let December pass without watching that movie. Yeah. And the Christmas even if I have great. To, yeah, if I have to watch it at eleven thirty on October or December thirty first, it's it's gonna happen. It but, still counts. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm gonna try and squeeze that one in sometime, dude. Yeah, get on. I have it on Blu-ray. Like that's, I, and it's like the third or fourth time I've owned it. Mm-hmm. I just I, I adore that uh, that movie or you know episode, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. That, I think that concludes our Halloween watch. We'll have another one on the next episode, but let's take a quick commercial break and let's get into this week's topic. He's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars and there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare bones prices, $238 to $417. And there's spook sticks, face pops, Halloween's wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts. Woolworth and Woolco. Alright, we are back. So Mike, like I said, Mike and I have already recorded this segment and it failed. <laughs> 
And the hard part is going to be able to tell these stories again and get the same reactions. So what we're going to try to do besides, you know, read the answers we received, we're going to try to tell some different stories because luckily it's not (laughs) like we only celebrated two or three Halloweens in our life. But (laughs) um, and if Mike wants to retell me a story, I'll I'll fake laugh if that's what I got to do. Well, you know what, Cole? I told you this already, but. I have a horrible memory, and I, oh, I know that's right. Don't don't remember anything that you said. <laughs> <laughs> I I might bring up one or two. We'll see, but we'll just we'll just get into it. And and just before we we talk about ours, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to all your guys's answers first. So uh, the question this week was, what's your favorite and worst costume? And of course, we're talking about uh, costumes you wore either to school or trick-or-treating. So here we go. Uh, Mr. TNT 40 says Spider-Man and the worst is a clown. So his favorite was Spider-Man. His least favorite was the clown. Well, the worst was the clown. So, uh, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll say something later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, Casey Epperson says, my parents only took me twice, so my favorite was Ghost and Least was a clown. Another person who had to be a clown and hated it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. See, okay. This is what I was going to comment on. Um, do you think they hate being clowns because of the subject matter or just because they're afraid of clowns? I'm willing to bet that... The clown was either a last minute idea made by their parents or was a safe idea made Uh by their parents. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I imagine if you're like, I want to be something real scary and your parents are like, oh, no, you're going to be the sweet clown. Yeah. See, I would never want to be a clown because I'm afraid of them. Right. They're disgusting. I wouldn't. They're, they're so gross. <laughs> All right. Uh, our buddy Jason Shepard from TrueHorror.net. By the way, folks, go check out TrueHorror.net. Uh, and that's horror, not horror. Um, go check out the site. Jason that's does an site. awesome... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your portfolio site. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh. Burn. All right. So Jason Shepard, good guy, a good site. He's a Halloweener just like us. Um, he says, my favorite costume I ever had was a full body deluxe furry elf costume and mask, which is <laughs> freaking rad. That's super that impressive. Awesome. I love elf. I just hate that he eats cats. Um, <laughs> he says, worst was trying to be a dead body in a sheet. It's more like a tampon because of the blood and the rope. <laughs> Maybe in retrospect, that was the best. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I never thought of it like that. Like, yeah. Hey, it's it's whatever whatever floats uh, or whatever goes on Halloween. So, Mike, what do like, you got? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Acidburn Thirty said, "In middle." I made Slash from TMNT, and it was so bad because people kept calling me King Koopa. Best <laughs> was the new Joker because I have the same face and I talk like him normally, so people would enjoy that. Nice. I Slash would never. Be cool. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, I, I've been a Ninja Turtle before, but, you know, for Halloween, like, you got to be something, or you don't have to be, but it, if you can, be something scary. Slash mm-hmm. is kind of a scary turtle. I yeah, think that'd be cool. Slash would be, like, one that you could take, like, a normal Ninja Turtle costume and modify yeah. it. Be it'd be super fun, actually, because yeah. then you could you could really customize it. Yeah. Um, our good buddy, uh, Rondel at Strange Kids Club said, worst costume, Bumblebee at age 10, <laughs> best costume, <laughs> Zombie Smurf, 2012. Nice. Oh man, you had to be a Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's sad is I, I picture the Blind Melon <laughs> CD cover with that little girl in the Bumblebee costume. Oh yeah. Like that's all I can picture him dressed uh. as. <laughs> But I, I picture adult Rondel dressed like... Yes, I like that idea. Okay, adult Rondel, please be a Bumblebee this Halloween. <laughs> and send Mike and I a photo. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got to be a zombie Smurf, though, because that's, that's pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're laughing. We're making these fresh. <laughs> hey, the, 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 our reactions are, are what's fresh. Yeah. We're doing yeah. it. All yeah, right, so, court- so what else... <laughs> Corey Thomas Design says favorite was Wario, worst nice. was Tropical Frank Tropical Frankenstein. Didn't come out like it sounds. I like that idea though. Think about it. You are a Frankenstein wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that cool. Be, that's clever. I like that. Even monsters need vacations. Yep, this is true. All right, Cleat Terp. Cleatier people <laughs> says my my favorite costume was when I was gender bent DD from Dexter's Laboratory. Worst probably when I tried to do Lieutenant Dangle from Reno Nine One One. I do not have the build for it. Still fun though. <laughs> I've never <laughs> yeah, I've never watched a, that show. That's definitely a costume you you've got to have a certain body for, or it becomes a whole nother costume. Oh. Um, Pete Lavery says, best costume post-assassination JFK. I bought a JFK mask and cut out two holes in the back of the head and cut a grapefruit in half and sewed them into the holes and then doused myself in fake blood on top of a suit from Goodwill. Dang. (laughs) That's crazy. Worst costume, I grew a beard for many months and didn't have a costume prepared and just shaved half my face. I called myself Half Beard Man. I did not protect the bearded, <laughs> beardless, or the innocent. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, uh, this is something we didn't say last time when we first recorded this, but Half Beard Man, that type of costume, right? Mm-hmm. Does that remind you of something Brandon would be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so that year that you and I hung out on Halloween, Brandon uh, screwed around and didn't get his costume. And this is what's kind of disappointing. Before I became friends with Brandon, I actually knew Brandon was really good at costumes. Like, he had some pretty Mm -hmm. legendary outfits in the past. Mm -hmm. He went as Meatloaf one year, and it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. When I first met him, he was Meatloaf. And not the food, the singer. And (laughs) he, he had this, like amazing outfit like he looked just like him had a wig and everything but brandon is seriously one of the funniest people i know and he 
wanted to really play up meatloaf so he carried around a spritzer bottle of like water and would just occasionally like spray his face until it was like sopping wet because he always wanted to be like sweaty like meatloaf is (laughs) yep so he went to parties and would just like spray himself down just be really gross and sweaty but he told me that uh, a lot of people thought he was prince that night oh man (laughs) I don't see that. <laughs> yeah, well, he was wearing a lot of purple, so there you go. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually had lunch with him today, and he told me that his new goal for Halloween is to, while still having fun with it, <laughs> just put costumes together at the last minute, because he has such little time these days that uh Oh, he's come gonna, on, Brandon. Man. We've heard yeah. it all before. Both of us are married now, too. <laughs> he... Well, back to this story, he uh, had a Batman mask and threw on uh, two polo shirts and went as bro dude Batman. And Mm -hmm. he wanted me to draw uh, barbed wire tattoos on his arms before he left. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Yes. (laughs) I drew him with a permanent marker and it took so long for him to wash this off like like a good week. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And I told him that's because he ate all of my lean cuisines when he got drunk. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you're the best. Just, just in case you're listening. <laughs> he is. I What's love funny that he's is- almost like a third member of this podcast because this is like the, he's the third time. This is the third time we've mentioned him. He's like this yeah. fictional character. <laughs> I told him that I want to have him on one time, but all oh, he we does totally is should. sit in the background and make fun of what we're talking about. Oh my about. god! Seriously, because he does that podcast with Bobby, so he's got the equipment. I know he does. Oh, that would be yeah. fun. What What I'd yeah. like to do is maybe we do, <laughs> maybe we watch a movie with Brandon and record it because it's just <laughs> some of the stuff he says. Oh man. <laughs> It's or just, we like it's too we, good. Yeah, we record it, but then like play like the best sound clips of it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, is that all your uh, your your uh, answers? Um, I got one more, um, and I'm only reading it because I promised that I'd read any of them that people wrote. But Bacon <laughs> Baby just replied with a emoji, a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, every time someone, someone has to mess this up for everyone. (laughs) This is why we can't do nice things. (laughs) Why do we, why do we even try? We put so much work into this. (laughs) All right. Well, Mike, what is your favorite costume and what was your worst costume? Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to repeat some of the ones (laughs) that I told you last time, but I do have some new stories. All right, Um, let's hear it. My best costume is probably when I went as Shredder last year. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, You put a lot of work into that. Yeah, but I was thinking about this today. I was like, the reason I put so much work into that is because I didn't have a job at the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I had a lot of time to put into that. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, because I'm like, I'm I'm working on mine this year, and it's it's a lot of the same stuff. I'm like, why is this taking me so long? That <laughs> was so fast last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, a funny story that comes with that uh, Shredder costume was 
um, Halloween night, uh, Heather and I went over to my parents' house and I was dressed up in full shredder gear and, uh, Heather was dressed up as Casey Jinderbank, Casey Jones. Her costume was awesome too. Oh, and she just threw it together too. It was so good. She's really good at that. Um, but anyway, it was great. We, my mom wanted us to hand out candy to some of the trick or treaters because they thought that they would really like my costume. Nobody knew who I was. No. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> we th- we think it's because they know Shredder from like the new series, and I was kind of a mixture of '80s and original '90s Shredder. But I mean, still, oh. that's kind of a hard. He doesn't look yeah, that much he's, different. No, no. I mean, he's still got like the the gnarly spikes on his shoulders, and he's still yeah. like the headgear is still the same. Yeah, I okay. I don't know. I, Man, I was kid, really surprised. Kids are dumb, <laughs> and they were older looking kids too. It wasn't like little babies or anything. No, they were definitely dumb, Mike. Don't worry. Yeah, you you did you did great. You really Thank did. You. Um. <laughs> My least favorite costume. I don't think I have a least favorite costume. I think I have a least successful costume. <laughs> they were, that all probably... your costumes were great in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> My least successful was when, the last year that I actually went trick-or-treating. Um, I went as Louie Anderson, um, the comedian. <laughs> uh, I was obsessed with the cartoon Life with Louie, and I used to imitate him all the time. My mom thought it was hilarious. So, Is that your fish? He really got big. What do you feed him? Chicken, donuts, cheesecake. I'm serious. It's like a garbage disposal. You should get one. Uh, I decided to go as him for Halloween, and literally all the costume was was a gigantic red shirt and <laughs> big, <laughs> big khaki <laughs> pants, and I just stuffed them with pillows. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Oh man, that wasn't offensive. <laughs> and what's horrible was I was extremely shy, so I wasn't doing any of the impressions when I went up to people. So they, so they, they were going to get it. Yeah. It's like it's like acceptable if you're Santa Claus and you got to put a little padding in there, but you're like wearing your dad's clothes. <laughs> And like go to somebody's house who's actually fat. <laughs> oh no! It's like, give me candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. But I guess some of my other unsuccessful costumes was I went as the mask. Um, Jim Carrey's the mask one year, and uh, oh yeah, even with the green face, everybody thought I was Dick Tracy because of the yellow suit. <laughs> And I, <laughs> that was a fake laugh call. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I swear. <laughs> um, so I just wound up taking the green mask off after a while and just going as Dick Tracy. Um, my ver- I, I found a picture the other night, actually, of the very first costume I ever wore. My parents dressed me up as a bat. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, awesome. It was, yeah, it was really cool. I was probably like, two or three in the picture. Um, I had like my pacifier in my mouth and, uh, it was, a, <laughs> it was a neat, it was a neat little bat costume. Like it had uh, black tights and then, um, like a, 
it, it looked like I was wearing a trash bag for like the body because it was real baggy. <laughs> Uh, and then it had like these bat ears and um, these bat wings again with the wings. Um, well, I guess yeah. I didn't tell that gargoyle story, story yet. <laughs> <laughs> Last time, folks, um, we talked about wings. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, they painted like whiskers on my face, and that's cool. Uh, I, I was pretty adorable, but oh, I'm sure. Um, so I guess now I have to mention the gargoyle story. Um, the first time I like literally made my entire costume, I went as Goliath from Gargoyles, and um, I wore these blue um, long john underwear. Um, I kind of fashioned a blanket into my loincloth, and then my mom had bought me these two really long dowel rods and a uh, shower curtain, blue shower curtain, and I cut these two gigantic wings out and a tail. And um, attached the wings to the dowel rods. And all said and done, my wingspan was probably eight feet from end to end. It, Super I mean, impressive. They were, <laughs> they were massive. And I was so proud of this. And uh, we went uh, trick-or-treating with my brother and one of his little friends. And uh, I can remember going up to one of these houses. And uh, the guy at the door was like, now, what are you? And I just real dramatically just flared my wings open. I was like, I'm a gargoyle. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he was like, okay, well here's a snicker for her. And I was, I like ran back to my mom. He's like, he called me a girl. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I can't remember how old I was, but I had a really high voice when I was little. Imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I guess I sounded like a girl to him, so uh, that, that ruined my Halloween. <laughs> that would that sucks. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I tried to write down some other costumes. Um, I definitely did a couple of those like plastic bodysuit ones. I was Beetlejuice one year, and then I was Superman another year. Nice. And then the BOG uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I have a picture of it. It's it's pretty funny looking. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are some of my bigger costumes that I ever did. More fun ones, at least. It's it's yeah. cool but now that you're older, you can make really awesome costumes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ex- I'm hoping this year's turns out well because it's it's starting to take shape and um, getting really excited about it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, was, I thought it was cool that you mentioned uh, mentioned your first costume because, uh, and we were all pretty similar, uh, pretty similar things. Um, I was I was a vampire, but like, um, I, I would say I was probably two years old, maybe two years old, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was I was a vampire, and it was this, I had this really like I had a, like a white you know, dress shirt and I had this black cape and the cape itself actually had like a bat on the back of it, like this cool (laughs) cartoony bat, but the inside Mm -hmm. was red and the interior on the inside of it had, um, well, I guess that's what interior means, but, uh, (laughs) it had, uh, it was red and it had like a bunch of like tombstones and like, um, dead trees. So it looked like a graveyard. Uh But anyway, I have a photo of me wearing it at my great grandmother's house. And I remember like, it's so crazy to even have a memory this old, but I remember 
I went there and uh, it was my great grandmother's house. My grandma was there too. And they gave me a, a green sucker. And I just remember, like, I think it may have been like the first green sucker I had, but I was just like so mesmerized by how like bright green it was. And I, I immediately was thinking like, oh, this is like my wand, you know, if like, it's like this orb. And so there's a picture of me with my grandmother's and my wings are spread out and I have the green sucker in my hand. So mm-hmm. back to like, I don't know, like uh, five, six years ago when I started doing uh, my, my tattoo sleeve, uh, mm-hmm. the one, the one, the piece that you drew for me of the jack-o'-lantern that has like my birthday carved into it. And it has mm-hmm. like a bunch of, it has like this huge moon and, uh, fog and there's like candy and stuff. There's a big green sucker and that's taken from that photo. Uh, that, that was, uh, ins- that was for- from that photo. That is awesome because I can literally picture that on your, well, you drew it. <laughs> I know, but that, that, that sucker always stood out to me like I, you had like candy corn and everything on there but that sucker yeah. is like a really specific kind of sucker yeah and, uh, yeah it's the same one from that photo so i was awesome. i was like i always thought i just halloween being my favorite and just like what made it so great as a kid was trick-or-treating at my grandparents houses just because they just mm-hmm. you know they love seeing the grandkids dressed up so um I love that photograph. That's just like, it's a really, really special photo. And I was like, I got to immortalize that somehow, you know? Well, not (laughs) immortalize. I guess I'm going to die one day, but you know, (laughs) 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 but yeah, so that was my first costume. At least that I remember. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. My, my worst costume um, was (laughs) one year I wanted to be a ghost and uh, my mom didn't like the idea of me putting like a sheet over my body and cutting out the eye holes. So she, her being like a crafty person, she wanted to like, I don't know, approach this differently. So she, she bought me like a, uh, a black sweatsuit. So I had a long sleeve sweatshirt and sweatpants, black, black shoes. And she bought me a black derby hat and painted my face white. And I just like the whole time I kept thinking like, mom, there's gotta be more to this. Like, I don't feel like a ghost, you know, like how's anyone going to know, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you'll be fine. They'll know. I mean, your face is white. Every freaking kid at school thought I was a mime. (laughs) Oh, it made me so mad. So mad. I was embarrassed the whole day. I, I, Dude, I, I remember going into the bathroom and this is a mistake. I went to the bathroom and I was like, cause I was getting made fun of so much. I tried to wash off the white face paint, but then when you do that, I'm just wearing an all black sweatsuit with a derby hat. <laughs> That's even worse costume. <laughs> you think you just were like a burglar, <laughs> yeah, like a fancy burglar. <laughs> Because my hat was so, you know, uh, so dapper. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So that's that was my costume. Uh, that was the worst one by far. Uh, there is one that comes in second to that, and that's uh, the and, God. It was a rough, rough growing up period because it was the very next year. Um, but one of our teachers was a hippie, and she really wanted us. She like it, it was mandatory, like. You could either not dress up 
or dress up as one of the things that she wanted, but she wanted us to raise awareness of endangered animals. <laughs> and so she had a list of like all these animals that like, and this is the thing, like there's no duplicates. Like if the dodo bird gets picked, you can't be that. Like you have to be like whatever's left. Did was, somebody go as a dodo bird? Yes. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Some girl in our class did. I remember it being pretty cool too but so like in the fourth grade while or fifth grade everyone else was you know a zombie or a power ranger something you know awesome we had to be endangered animals and i don't remember what i was i was some sort of like cat like a panther type thing or something but i had a tail and ears it was embarrassing had to wear another sweatsuit um you know like so i could be the color of this thing uh and yeah that we had to dress up like that and my parents being educators they weren't gonna let me not dress because it was like no you have to respect what your teacher wants i was like you know this is halloween like she can't tell me what to be (laughs) right and so luckily my my parents uh let me um let me dress up as something else for trick-or-treats that night otherwise mm-hmm. i like i wasn't gonna go like i was i, I was so mad <laughs> but uh oh, yeah it was awful so yeah one year i was the mime <laughs> so the next year i was an endangered animal oh my uh, gosh did I, your teacher appreciate your costume though i yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it sucked. <laughs> like, it was the worst. <laughs> I remember, too, specifically that day it rained. And uh, this was actually two Halloweens in a row that it rained, too, that um, we had indoor recess that day. So we all had we all watched um, we watched uh, like a Halloween. Like, I think we watched like Charlie Brown, the Great Pumpkin uh, indoors, which was awesome. But, uh, yeah, I just I had to be a stupid cat all all day <laughs> but uh Aww. anyway so some of my favorite costumes uh I, one year i got to be egon from ghostbusters and it was like you like like one of those plastic you know jumpsuit type things with the plastic yeah. mask uh i wore that thing all the time because i had a uh, had a proton pack toy so yeah. at home, I would build a fort and say, oh, this is a firehouse. And I put on my Egon costume <laughs> and it was amazing. That's uh, but awesome. like those things do, they disintegrate at some point. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was a great costume. Um, another one that is kind of weird that I really liked. Um, do you remember a store called Ventures? Yes, it became Academy. Did it? Venture. It was like a sporting goods store, right? Well, it was kind of like a kmart or a target it was a okay. it was a department store but it was like Did it, it, it it was like a target and it was like black yeah. and white stripes yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about okay I, so I, I don't think it became academy i think just when it closed down academy moved into that would make sense <laughs> yeah, yeah no i i yeah so we had a venture in Joplin and mm-hmm. uh we shopped there all the time because they had uh they had a little haircut joint in the in the store and it was connected to the mall so like we'd always go to the mall hit up you know all the stores there then go to venture to get like you know things you would get 
like at Target, Kmart, and get haircuts there too. So uh, I remember my parents bought me a hockey mask and a hockey stick, and then I had another sweatsuit, but this one had stuff printed on it, and it was like a kind of like a hockey uniform and sweatsuit form. Uh, man, the nineties, like sweatsuits all the time. (laughs) Um, so I had this like cool, like hockey sweatsuit and the mask they got me though, like they thought I was going as a hockey player. And even though I had never seen a Friday the 13th film at the time, I knew what it was. I knew who Jason Mm -hmm. was and the mask they got me was the goalie mask. Like he has, it didn't, it wasn't like a Friday the 13th branded, you know, like, um, licensed mask, but it was like, mm-hmm. you know, just one of those plastic ones with the, you know, looks like his mask and mm-hmm. a hockey stick. And like in my head, my hockey stick was actually a blade and the yeah. mask was the mask of Jason. So I felt so cool that Halloween. <laughs> and that was a Halloween it rained too. I remember, uh, I remember after school, I was so scared we weren't going to go trick or treating. Uh, and luckily it, it cleared up in time for us to go. So, uh, I have to be hockey player, Jason. (laughs) That is awesome. Did you ever have any Halloweens that got rained out? Uh, no. And there were a couple of times where it did rain, but we, we are going to be talking about some trick or treating probably next episode, I think. So I'm always jumping the gun. I know, but you're a progressive thinker. So, but I would say at my all-time favorite costume, there's 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 two of them. Um, one of them was recently, it was a couple years ago. My wife and I dressed up as a we we did a double dare theme. So, yeah. um, my wife was a contestant on the show, and I was Mark Summers, the host, and uh, we built like a, a podium that had like the double dare logo on it. So I had something to stand behind and it, uh, I had the wig and a suit and the microphone, but Mark Summers wore, you know, dress jacket or sports coat and dress shirt and tie, but he wore it with, you know, sneakers and jeans cause he's hip and it's the nineties. <laughs> yeah. And then Brett had like a helmet and elbow pads, knee pads, double dare shirt, um, face mat or, uh, you know, goggles and, uh, lip, uh, teeth guard. So it, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was perfect. I, I, I saw pictures of it on your Instagram and I yeah. wish I could have seen it in <laughs> full glory. Cause I mean, it was, it was awesome. It, thank you. It was, it was so fun. Like it's, it's definitely my favorite one. Um, it makes me think that it would be fun to do like a group, um, costume of like different Nickelodeon hosts, like, Mark Summers, yeah, and then, like the, <laughs> the video arcade guy, and then the Legends of the Hidden. I met Temple him this guy. summer. You did? Yeah, he was at Yestercon that I went to in L.A. The Legends of the Hidden Temple guy? No, um, uh, from uh, Nick Arcade. Oh, Phil uh, Moore. Phil Moore, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Is he, he nice? was really cool. Oh yeah, him and uh, the guy who played Donkey Lips from uh, <gasps> Salute Your Shorts. You met him too? Yeah, he was awesome. How am I just hearing about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll say like, I didn't meet him, but I was like next to him and he, I went to his panel where he spoke. Um, mm. But like, it was just so cool seeing him in person. Like, yeah, uh, he was hilarious. Um, but Phil, so cool. Phil was really cool um, too. So 
But yeah, so that was my that's my favorite costume. Uh, my second favorite was one my mom made for me, and it means a lot to me because I know she spent a lot of time on it, but also was like really catering to like my dreams. So my dream costume every year for probably four or five years, I was like, I want to be a pumpkin head. And like, <laughs> I wanted to wear a pumpkin on my head so bad. And she's like, she would always say like, there's not a big enough pumpkin that we can carve out and put on your head safely. And <laughs> so finally one year she got this really cool idea. So, you know, those big balloons that like, I mean, they blow up super big, but they have like the big thick rubber band on the end. So you can mm-hmm. like, like kind of bop it like a, like kind of like it. ping pong style. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like a bop it. I don't know, whatever they're called, but. <laughs> she blew she blew one of those up to full size and she did paper mache around it and left like the triangle eye holes and the, the the jaggedy mouth and then a circle at the bottom for where my head could go through and when it hardened she popped the balloon and it made a complete like hollow shell so it was a jack-o'-lantern and she made a stem for the top of it, painted it orange, and uh, I wore it on my head. I looked like a pumpkin head. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, unfortunately, I could not see very well out of it. So <laughs> it results in probably one of the funniest Halloween stories. Is uh, That year, we went trick-or-treating downtown because some of the local businesses were going to give out candy. And I'm from a very small town town and so pretty much all the business is on this street and so you could hit up everything plus there was a sonic down there and every halloween sonic gave out free hot dogs and free ice cream if you wear a costume so oh we yeah we went to sonic every year but um (laughs) anyway uh i kind of got lost and started trick-or-treating with another family <laughs> because like all I could see was like my feet. So I'm just kind of like walking, making sure I don't run into anything. But my mom was with her best friend and her kids. And I guess like they were talking and just kind of forgot that I was with them, you know, just thought I was like behind them. Like I, I was, but I got like bumped and turned around and started walking with another family. So they see me like across the street trick-or-treating with other people and like so i'm just following some random family around collecting candy (laughs) my mom was freaking out because she thought she lost me on halloween night (laughs) oh god i can only imagine what was going through the mind of that family like he's following us it's like who the hell is this (laughs) it's the great pumpkin mom (laughs) I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, uh, that's hilarious. It, it was worth it. It was like, it was the best costume. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to talk about our Halloween treats. In the laboratory of Dr. Frankenstein, something incredible was created. <laughs> The great taste of pure milk chocolate and delicious peanut butter. Unfortunately, no one would listen. And so the world would have to wait for the two great tastes that taste great together in Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. All right, we're back. So uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that the, the what we do 
you know, we, we have a little banter at the beginning. Then we talk, have a topic of the week, which we read off uh, answers from our Instagram fans, listeners, buddies, pals, whatever you want to call them. And then we talk ice cream. Uh, because that's what we do. We, we talk ice cream, we eat ice cream, then we talk about the movie. Uh, but since it's October, and quite frankly, we're kind of sick of ice cream at the moment, we decided it would be best to just talk about Halloween treats. So um, I think, Mike, last week you talked Oreos, Halloween Oreos, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And I think I talked <clears throat> pumpkin spice lattes. So mm-hmm. uh, what, are, what are you, what are you going to talk about this time? Well, um, talk to you about this a little bit before the cast. Oh, you're going to go I've with changed, it. I know I've changed my answer. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I, okay. With the exception of the Halloween Oreos, I really don't have something that I have to have every year, but I do look forward to the Halloween promotions that different companies put out each year. Yeah. Um, such as the Halloween Oreos. I mean, that's a perfect example, but I picked up something the other week that I've just fallen in love with and they are Halloween themed hostess cupcakes. Yeah. Um, they're, they are hostess cupcakes with orange icing on Mm. top (laughs) And, um, scream filling. <laughs> and, awesome uh, I think cream called, filling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're called scary cakes. And uh, oh, those are so I, good. Yeah. They taste exactly like their normal chocolate cupcakes, but just like the Oreos. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I mean, I love them and I picked them up just because they had orange icing. <laughs> Heck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I uh, ate the entire box almost in one day. So, oh man, that's um, easy to do. But um, there's a couple other things that I picked up. I got um, these little miniature bags of um, puppy chow, and oh, yeah. um, they're made by Chex Mix, um, and uh, they have like a pumpkin on the box, so they're Halloween themed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and that's then, all it takes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, also, uh, I don't know who the brand. It might be Little Debbie. It might be Hostess. But they put out these, um, they call them fall cakes. And it's just like little tiny white cakes. And um, the fall ones have like orange and brown sprinkles on them. But literally... Mm. The Christmas ones just have green and red sprinkles on them. So yeah, I think it's I think it is Little Debbie's. Yeah, um, but I love those things, so I got some of those too. Um, uh, but yeah, th- that's that's my treat pick for this time. It's just different assorted Halloween themed goodies. Nice. Well, good, good, good picks. I love yeah. I love the pastries or the the cupcakes, the treats. Mm. Man, if I if. If I could only eat pastries for the rest of my <laughs> life and not die, <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I hate that obesity and death are real things. I know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not fair. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, my my choosing is a uh, bit of a hot topic, I guess. Maybe not so much mm-hmm. now as it was the first of the month, but... Uh, I had the Halloween Whopper. 
And uh, (laughs) I I am such a sucker for Halloween promotions. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, like probably I'm guessing if if you don't know, but there's there's a great site called Dinosaur Dracula and guy named Matt runs it. And he used to run a site called XE Entertainment, if you know that one. But um, eventually he, he changed it over to Dinosaur Dracula. But he is known for i mean he's a great blogger he's a great writer um very funny dude um loves halloween and has like the best halloween countdown uh that you could possibly imagine like he puts so much work and effort into it and uh he was saying and i have to agree with him that like sometimes halloween season will have its like marquee item like this is the thing where if you think like Halloween of 2015, what was it? Well, it's going to be the Whopper, uh, as was last year, 2014, was the Ghostbuster Donuts at Krispy Kreme, which you got to admit how amazing that is. Like those donuts from like licensed Ghostbuster Donuts and packaging <laughs> and wall art and window art, like it was just so cool last year. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the year before that might have... Oh, yeah, the year before that was the great return of the two best cereals on the planet, Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy, which... I, um, go for it. I, I still have mine <laughs> unopened, and I'm oh, so man. mad because I can't eat them now because they're two years old. But oh, they're and they're, not re- they're gross, them. too. Yeah, they're not re-releasing them, so I can't eat them. And yeah. I should have I eaten them when... I bought them or I should have yeah. bought two boxes of each. See, I did the same thing. I bought two of each because, uh, I, well, I went through two yummy mummies that year and then bought one to save. But, uh, the idea was like, if they didn't release them last year, I was going to have them to, to eat. But what happened was, uh, expired two months before October and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's cereal. Come on. It's not going to like, it doesn't expire. And man, was it gross. It was so <laughs> oh, nasty. No. I poured a huge <laughs> bowl of uh, yummy mummy and some milk and it, I almost puked. It was so nasty. Oh, gross. So don't get any ideas out there. If cereal is expired, <laughs> they mean it. <laughs> so but, what does, what did fruit brute taste like? Let me, let me look. I have the box right next to me. Okay. Um, cherry. That's it. Cherry. Okay. It's a cherry. Yeah. So Fruit Brute was like one, one of the characters, uh, late seventies. And mm-hmm. I th- don't remember when he went out, but I just remember that when I was a kid, there was no Fruit Brute. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learned a Fruit Brute y- years, years ago through YouTube. I was, I was like, wow, why did they cut out that? Cause I love werewolves. That's a great mascot. But yeah. Yummy Mummy was a cereal that like I may be crazy but I could have sworn in the 80s when we were kids monster cereal was year round like I really okay because like I remember like summers where like you know I get to go grocery shopping with my mom and buying yummy money because that was my all-time favorite cereal like Mm -hmm. uh not not just because it was like discontinued later you know in the early nineties or whatever, but like it legitimately was my favorite cereal for years. Like I always ate yummy mummy. So it was really heartbreaking when they got rid of it. And I think Uh, count chocula outlasted all of them. 
Yeah, I think they narrowed it down to just that one. And then I think I I am almost wanting to say that they just left the shelf completely at one point. And then it wasn't until, at least in my own memory, I don't remember seeing the three, you know, Booberry, Frankenberry, and Yummy Mummy being sold and, you know, together until like five or six years ago, like at Target. Yeah. I mean, that's why they were kind of they were going to be like one of my picks um, for this year, but it was like, it hasn't really been around long enough for it to be something that I get consistently every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I definitely, and what's funny is like, I was going to talk about the Whopper and I, I might touch on mm-hmm. that a bit, but this, I, I'm lacking this cereal talk because cereal is one of my favorite <laughs> foods. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, uh, I have I have the boxes. I have a shelf in my office where I have all um, all five boxes from that year when Fruit Brew came out because they're all the retro boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're just they're they're marvelous. Um, I still have a box of unopened Fruit Brew. Obviously, I can't eat it, which is yeah. such a shame. Uh, but. Yeah, I adore that cereal so much. And pro tip, if you're listening out there, uh, like you can only get Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry at this time, but get get Count Chocula, get some Frankenberry, put both of them in a bowl, mix it. Those two cereals combined is like I call it monster mash, but it is the <laughs> ultimate party. Like, cause like everybody loves chocolate strawberries, right? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. You That's know, like if point. you go to, a, if you go to a wedding, there's usually a chocolate fountain and you put your strawberries in it. So mm-hmm. imagine that as your cereal. It's mm. phenomenal. It's so good. I'm going to try that. Cause I have all three right now. Do it. Mix it. Don't don't throw blueberry in there because it's just going to ruin everything. <laughs> but I did. Have I you did tried have, it? No, but I did have <laughs> this idea. Since blueberry is blueberries and Frankenberry strawberries, maybe you can mix those two, and it's kind of like a wild berry type of mix. You know? Yeah, definitely. That could be fun. I haven't tried that yet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So before the before the the October ends, I'll pick up some blueberry, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like you thinking. Thanks. But yeah, the Whopper was great. I like burgers. It's kind of hard to not like it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, definitely turned my poop green, like super bright green. Like I forgot that I ate that. And the next day I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then it clicked. I was like, oh, yeah, well, the rumors are true. <laughs> um, yeah. The reason I waited so long was just, you know, I thought, oh, it'll be around all all month. But uh, rumor had it that they were going to just end the promotion because they're getting so much negative. Well, it wasn't negative because obviously it's a delicious burger, but they didn't want that type of like publicity of like what it was doing mm-hmm. to you after you ate yeah. it. So that's were, unfortunate, too. That's a bummer. And that's kind of like I. <laughs> side rant but one of my biggest pet peeves about the internet is it gives everyone a voice and it gives everyone a reason to be a jerk and to be hateful Mm -hmm. and i just feel like you know this is your promotion this is your thing it's not hurting anyone like you should not cave into what a bunch of people are saying on the internet not that Mm -hmm. them stating that they're 
movements had turned green, but like, you know, just not like cowering down to that, like kind of be the, yeah. you know, like do, do you do your thing, like keep, keep yeah. it up because the, the well, packaging I mean, was dope. Like it was the mummy yeah. wrapping. Uh, I went inside the restaurant because the drive through line was so gnarly and mm-hmm. the, I'm glad I went inside, even though it looked a little, little crusty, but they had Halloween decorations up. I was like, okay, this is tight. Like, I like this. This looks yeah. great. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is like, I mean, this is literally the saying, this is why we can't have nice things. It's because people yeah. bitch and complain about stuff like that. And it just ruins <laughs> it for everybody else. I mean, I'll be honest. I had it too. I didn't like the hamburger, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, liked that they did that i mean because that that black bun and black cheese has been a thing over in um japan for a long time now and yeah there's always been talk about bringing it over here but it it wasn't just the fact that they brought it over here it was the fact that they built it into a halloween promotion i mean that was genius and that's what i love they're never gonna keep doing stuff like that if people keep Pardon the pun, pooping all over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Like, um, that's that's the sad part. Cause like, just think how how awesome it would be if like there was just that one company every year that just did their Halloween promotion. Like, just and that's what we were talking about last episode. Why why Halloween is so cool? It's like, you know what what was just cereal the other day is now monster cereal. Mm-hmm. And it's only for that yeah. month. So it's like to yeah. see, you know, the burger, like if, if McDonald's didn't exist, the Whopper would be the most popular burger in America. But, you know, mm-hmm. McDonald's is kind of king, you know, sorry, Burger yeah. King, but McDonald's is probably mm-hmm. a bigger deal. And, but you know, the Whopper, that's, that's an iconic burger. And they mm-hmm. took it and were like, we're going to make it look creepy for Halloween. And it worked. Yeah. The, the, the packaging was amazing. The rollout of the it crown. was great. Yeah. I got the Burger King crown that's made of, it has like bones in it and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. That, I mean, that's literally the extra mile. It, mm-hmm. As if the wrapping wasn't enough on the burger, which I mean, come on, yeah. like that was awesome. But like, you know, the, the, they always have the kids' crowns, you know, that they give out. And they even made that Halloween theme. Like, they went mm-hmm. they went above and beyond. So, yeah. I, I love the effort. I love the outcome. <laughs> I just, yeah. I hate that it's that they uh, either have stopped it by now or we're even thinking about it. Because you know it's not going to yeah. happen again next year. Oh, yeah. I mean... It just, okay, you know, there's, there's those people in life that like have no filter and no like tact when it comes to saying things. They'll just, they'll just say whatever's on their mind in real right. life. And it just sucks that the internet is full of those people. I mean, that's yeah. all that it makes up. Cause I mean, like, even if you and I didn't like the burger, I mean, I didn't like it and I tell you that I didn't like it, but I'm not going online and telling the world no. how much i hate it and it's the people that do that that ruin it for people right. like you that liked it and people like me that love the fact that they did the halloween promotion yeah so it's just like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all oh no it's, that's that's exactly the case because that's the thing that's the unfortunate thing the people who are talking are the ones who are negative so it's like yeah 
someone like Matt from Dinosaur Dracula singing praises about it. You know, you and I right now, like you didn't like it just because you literally just like meat and cheese and ketchup. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this had like barbecue sauce on it and, you know, yeah, like vegetables. <laughs> I, I was driving up to the place. And I was like, is it going to be weird to order this and only ask for cheese and mayonnaise and pickle on it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are but they like, gonna look at me like I'm an idiot? <laughs> yeah. But see, like, I love burgers and everything on it, so I enjoyed it, you know? Was yeah. it the best burger I ever had? No, but I've never had the best burger from Burger King. So it's like, right. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see more of this stuff in the future, is all I'm saying. Um, I want to see companies taking a risk. You know, I want to see, uh, I want to. I want to see that creativity. That's what this whole ho- holiday is about. Is just like, at least to me, is like the creativity behind it. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Burger King. We love you. Thank you. Please Smooches. Do more things. Keep doing it. Bring back Burger King Kids Club. Yep. <laughs> Okay, thanks. (laughs) All right, we'll be back with a uh, after this commercial break, and we're going to talk about our movies. They went to Cancun. We went to your brothers in Poughkeepsie. This Halloween, find Monster Game pieces in Pepsi products and Doritos brand tortilla chips. The right match can win you thousands of prizes up to a million dollars. Look for specially marked packages. It could change your life for good. You'll never take out the garbage. Play Pepsi Doritos Monster Match for Monster Money. All right, and we're back. Mike, I think this is the week where you go first. And for those of you who don't know what we're doing this month, we are each talking about a must-watch scary movie. Because, as you know, we do this podcast year-round. We watch scary movies all the time, but there are just some scary movies that only seem to be fit to watch during the month of October, and that's what we're talking about today. So last week, Mike talked about the uh, movie The Blair Witch Project and how he has to watch that in October to officially kick off the month, and then I talked about a movie called Something Wicked This Way Comes. So Mike, what movie are you talking about this week? What is your other movie that you have to watch during this time of year all right so my second pick is the 1987 cult classic the lost boys michael and sam have just moved to santa carla california they're about to discover its secret notice anything unusual about santa carla yet no Pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Don't worry, the flying nun! I'm your brother, Sammy, help me! Stay back, stay back! What's happening to me, Star? Get yourself a good, sharp stick. Drive it right through his heart. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a damn blood-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy. When a vampire buys it, it's never a pretty sight. Michael, 
Ooh, good choice. Yeah. This movie is actually one of my all-time favorite movies in general. Um, but it's definitely something that I have to watch every every Halloween. So with that said, because I know this is like your favorite movie. Because mm-hmm. I've known you for a long time. I know you have to watch it other times of the year, do you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, but for some reason, this still qualifies as like a must-watch Halloween movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I will watch it at other times during the year, but it's usually if I'm just like, I because I get these cravings to watch it because it's such a good movie. Um, because it's right. not just a horror movie; it's also it's like a it's got a lot of humor in it, and um, right, it's got some of my most favorite characters. And some awesome music and awesome costume design and settings. And it's just fun. I mean, it's like the Goonies, but with vampires. And Ooh, um, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, well, it's it was directed by Joel Shoemaker, but it was a executive produced by Richard Donner, who directed the Goonies. And Richard Donner was originally supposed to direct this movie, but he wound up um, having a time conflict with, uh, I think, Lethal Weapon. Uh, so he went on to direct that. And, <laughs> That's so and, random. <laughs> yeah. Instead of this, and he just executive produced it. But um, it, it still definitely had that feel. Um, and in fact, before this movie was made in like some of the original drafts, uh, it was very much more like the Goonies. Um, the kids were supposed to be a lot younger. Like the Frog Brothers were supposed to be like eight years old. Um, oh, wow all of the vampires were supposed to be a lot younger, like maybe early teens or preteens, 11 or 12. And, um, the, the one girl, uh, love interest was actually supposed to be a boy. And, um, the entire story itself was created off of the notion of what if Peter Pan was with vampires um, oh, because wow. that's where the name The Lost Boys actually came from, was from the Peter Pan story. And um, Michael and Sam, who are the name of the two brothers in the in the story, was actually supposed to be Michael and I think John or, or David. No, John. Michael and John, who are two characters from Peter Pan. Um, David, the head vampire, was supposed to be named Peter. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, there was, there was just a lot of... Um, crossovers between the Peter Pan story and um the Lost Boys. Nice. That's that that actually really makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anything like that about the film, like, but I've watched it many times and mm-hmm. I obviously like the name as it alludes, you know, Lost Boys, that is reference from, you know, the Peter Pan story. So I guess mm-hmm. that makes complete sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back before I knew any of that, when I was younger, um, the name kind of meant something else to me and it, it, it didn't make the movie like scarier, but it kind of did in a way, um, as a young child, um, because I just imagined all of these vampires as just like kids who either ran away from home or lost their parents somehow. And they just became the lost boys. And it's like, you know, why, Uh. where, where, what are their backstories? What, you know, yeah. makes them, you know, you know, where do they come from? What, Cause they're not all from the same 
mom. They're not all brothers or anything. They're just a band of kids. And I, and I like to believe that they weren't f- all friends before they became vampires. I, I imagine that they were just like a motley uh. crew of people that were randomly kind of turned over the years. And, um, I, I, I've always wanted to know their backstories, especially the main one, David, because he's kind of got this, um, this mysteriousness to him. And uh, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more later, but, um, yeah, I've, I've just always loved this movie for so many more reasons than just it being a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like this movie touches on a lot of, a lot of things like, um, I like scary movies, so this is a great scary movie. I love the '80s. This is a wonderful like time capsule of the '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those kind of like uh, I guess like kind of band together type movies, you know, like Monster Squad, even Fright Night, you know, like where there's like something afoot, and so like you have to be like on guard or you know like. Uh, cautious of the of the elements around you of what's going on so that's that adds an an element of suspense and excitement so uh, this movie does a great job of that yeah so what is your favorite thing about this movie it's that it's a movie that i can share with my parents um as i've said before my parents do like horror movies i don't think they like them as much as your parents, like they, your parents seem to be like horror movie, you know, lovers. Whereas my parents yeah. just kind of like them. I mean, they enjoy to watch them. They've seen a lot of the old classic eighties ones, but they're definitely nowhere near the level of like you and I, where like we actually have horror memorabilia in our homes and stuff like right. that. Like, like my mom definitely does not have like horror movie posters in her house or skulls or anything (laughs) like that. But this is one of her like favorite movies. And it's one that we can always talk about. And, um, I have a Siberian Husky, just like one of the main characters in the story. And I named it Nanook after, um, the dog in the movie. And my mom instantly got that when, you know, I told her that I bought a dog one day. And, um, (laughs) so it's just that, ability to kind of share this with my family and it's just kind of like our collective family favorite movie um is really cool for me that's awesome yeah so outside of that like we talked a little bit about how 80s it is like does does that do anything for you in particular like does it feel nostalgic when you're seeing the imagery in this movie or it really um, does um and i i love 80s like punk fashion and um i i was not a punker by any stretch of the imagination when i was younger (laughs) i didn't really listen to punk music or anything but i just always loved the the aesthetic of it and this movie just oozes punk um everything yeah and um it's so great and i mean there's so many like i mean this this movie also heavily infuses comic books into the storyline which was another yeah. favorite thing as a kid so i mean there's just so many good things about this it's hard to really pick out one thing that i like about it so much yeah yeah it's such such a good movie i uh this summer we took a uh, trip to california and when we were going to Santa Cruz, I knew that's where they filmed uh, some of the pier 
scenes yeah. of uh, Lost Boys at. I was so excited to go there and like see um you know if anything like looked familiar and of course it's it's changed over the years mm-hmm. and i didn't find that comic book shop i don't know if that actually existed <laughs> or if they yeah. you know just set it up for the movie but i just I, I don't know it was so fun being there just for that very reason like santa cruz is cool in general but like uh just knowing like you know lost boys and having that kind of attachment to it just made it all the more exciting yeah absolutely um i, w- I would love to go there one day um Really quickly, for those who haven't seen it or are unfamiliar with the movie, I'll just give kind of a quick, you know, bio yeah, of please the movie. Do. Um, it's about, it mainly focuses around two brothers, Michael and Sam, who, um, move with their recently divorced mom to Santa Cruz, California. And that's where the mom's, uh, dad lives. So they go and they're staying with their grandpa, who's real eccentric. Um, he's, he's a fun, awesome. Yeah, he's a real fun character. Um, and where a lot of the film's humor really comes from. Um, and once they're, I mean, they are just fishes out of water. Um, because it, I think they're originally from Arizona and, um, it is just a completely different atmosphere there. And there's a great music montage in the beginning that is played under the, uh, song People Are Strange by the doors um which th- there's a weird like jim morrison tie into this movie because they play that song in the beginning but it wasn't actually sung by the doors for the movie it was covered by um the echo and the bunny men i believe is the name <laughs> of the band um so it wasn't the original doors song but it it was it was the song and then there's like some huge jim morrison um artwork in the vampire's lair um they'll talk about a little bit later on but once they get there um they're kind of walking around on the pier one night and uh they're meeting all these different characters um sam the younger brother ventures into a comic book store where he meets the frog brothers played by um cory feldman and um some other guy <laughs> and uh, this is this was i think i don't Corey know Haim. Was, uh, is that his name well Corey Haim was sam Oh, Corey, okay. Corey Feldman was um, one of the Frog Brothers, and That's I don't. Right. My I, bad. I, I think this was actually the first movie that the two Corys were in together, and they kind of became a big duo in the in the eighties. Right. Um, but I think this was their first movie together. I think. Um, but he meets the Frog Brothers. They they're kind of unsure about him in the beginning. Um, and they, they give him this vampire comic and he was like, I don't like horror comics. And he was like, they were like, this isn't for you to just read for entertainment. This will save your life because it has, yeah. um, tips in it and instructions on how to kill vampires and how to deal with them. And, you know, he kind of blows it off at first, but I think he takes it, um, he impresses them with their, his comic book knowledge. So he kind of wins them over in that respect. Um, all the while that's going on, his older brother, Michael is chasing this girl who he saw at a big music bonfire. And in chasing her, she leads him to this group of vampires. I mean, you don't know that right away, right? um, They're just like the cool, the cool punk rock kids. Yeah, exactly. And, um, they kind of challenge him to a motorcycle race and, you know, they were, he was like, I can't beat your bike. 
he was like, I know I, I'm not going to win this. And he was like, you don't have to, you don't have to beat us. You just have to keep up. And they, they venture out all the way out to like this real secluded area. And, um, eventually they wind up going back to their, uh, lair, which, um, they say is a, uh, I think it was like a punk or a music nightclub that fell underground during one of the big earthquakes in California. And oh, uh, they, nice. yeah, they kind of adopted it as their lair, but there's like this huge Jim Morrison painting or mural in the background. That's the one thing that I really remember about their lair. And, uh, the head vampire, David played by Kiefer Sutherland, who was like the best choice for this character. I mean, he's so creepy, yeah. so perfect as this character. Cause he's, and so, he's so cool too. Yeah. I and mean, what, what was interesting about his character is he's, he's dark and he's tough and you know, he plays this David character. So, so great, but he's younger. This is a younger Kiefer Sutherland. He's kind of got this baby face to him. Like, um, yeah. you know, he's not chiseled and he's not old and he's not, you know, super skinny or anything. So when he does have to play these moments where you kind of feel bad for him, and I'll talk about those again later. Um, it works. I mean, he can play this character on so many different levels. Um, but they're, they're kind of taunting Michael in the beginning of him being in the lair. Um, they're playing tricks on him. Um, he's eating like a cup of noodles from sushi place or sushi, Chinese food place or whatever. And, um, David's like, <laughs> how are the worms, Michael? And, um, David looks down, he sees that he's eating earthworms and he like throws it away. And, um, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And, um, he's just playing mental tricks on him. And then he hands him like this box of rice to eat. And he starts to, um, eat that. And he's like, you're eating maggots, Michael. And he looks down and it's just crawling with maggots and he uh, tosses so that away. Yeah. And then, um, after that, he hands him this bottle, this real mysterious looking bottle. And, um, Michael, I think in his head thinks that it's like wine or some sort of alcohol. And they're like, man, they've played so many tricks on me already. Um, you know, I, I've just been eating food. I haven't really been eating worms. I haven't really been eating maggots. So when David tells him that you're drinking blood, he was like, yeah, yeah, right. Blood. And he drinks it and essentially in that moment becomes half vampire, half human. Um, right. And the lore of this, this movie takes on that once you've drinking the blood, you don't become a full vampire until you've made your first kill. And so the rest of the movie is Michael, um, realizing what he's done somewhat trying to accept it. And then on the other hand, somewhat trying to reject it after he kind of realizes the trouble that he's in and the hurt that he's causing his family. Um, and he hasn't made his first kill. And so, um, he's still half vampire. And later on you find out that his love interest, the the girl in the movie is also half vampire. So it's all about him trying to save himself as well as the girl and um, there's this big kind of like Goonies-esque adventure with his younger brother and the Frog Brothers going and trying to kill all of these vampires, trying to find the head vampire and kill them. Because they yeah. realize that once they kill the head vampire, then all of the half vampires will turn back to human. Right. And um, yeah, from then on, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of laughs. There are definitely some scary parts in it. Um, I remember one scene in particular... 
the vampires are feeding for the first time. You really see them like kill people and they show, they're showing Michael what he's going to need to do. And they kill like these skinheads on the, on the beach one night around a bonfire. And it was like the most intense scene of the movie because you really see the, the punk vampires in their full vampire makeup for the first time. And they, that was some really effective makeup work. They were really scary looking. Oh yeah. Super scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, a lot of humor, some really great one liners in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of comedic relief in this movie. You know, you got the, the grandfather who's really funny. Um, I think, uh, the Frog Brothers provide a lot of comedy mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I try to tell people like this is a great vampire movie. It's also a great scary movie, but it's also just a really fun, surprisingly lighthearted in the same way. Like this is not yeah. one of those movies. Like it could give you nightmares for sure, but it could also be like a good like. I don't know, pick me up movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that in the first draft, I mean, the, the characters were all kids and I think they just yeah. rewrote just enough of it to make the characters more adult, but they still kept a lot of that lighthearted fantasy about it. And it was extremely effective. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love this movie so much and what, what's kind of funny, like my personal experience with the movie um, happened a long time ago, but uh, <laughs> I had a friend who, sadly enough, and like I, you know, it, n- kind of bring it down a bit uh, unintentionally, but the a friend of mine who uh, he recently passed away, he uh, he was a kid who went to church with us growing up and his parents were actually missionaries and they had a lot of experience like going over to Africa and other countries and working with the poor and, um, you know, establishing, you know, little communities for them. But he had moved to our town, really small town. And, uh, I always thought he was kind of, kind of different, not like in a bad way, but like, he was just like, he was kind of just like really kind of cool. Like he, like he was the first kid at church I knew who like his favorite band was like the Smashing Pumpkins, you know, <laughs> like not not what you would get from someone uh, going to church, uh, you know, back then. And uh, he loved like horror movies. And I was like, man, I do, too. Like we, we can connect on this. And one night um, uh, for a New Year's deal, he had just like a bunch of us over to his house and his parents were actually home and they like cooked us all this great food. We had an awesome time and we watched The Shining and we watched The Lost Boys and I had never seen it before. And he had been telling me for like a year now, he's like, you got to see this one, you know? And so I was excited because he had the copy of the movie and we watched it and it just blew my mind. And mm-hmm. uh, every time I watch that movie, I think of him. And so that's kind of why I even brought him up in the first place is because like he, he introduced me to, you know, some really cool music growing up, but also really introduced me to, to one of my favorite films. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I get, I get a little sad when I think about this movie (laughs) now, just, but I'm also like really appreciative that, uh, you know, he showed it to me at such a young age. Cause I I think I say young, we were, I was probably a freshman Mm -hmm. in high school, maybe a sophomore, Mm -hmm. 
But that's about the time where I actually started watching more horror movies, you know, because I always liked scary stuff as a kid. But like, you know, there were movies I had to wait till I got older. You know, like my dad, like I said, one of our earlier episodes, like my dad let me and my buddies rent a bunch of horror movies, but they had to be some that he was recommending because he really wanted us to like start at a level of appreciation, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we like saw like newer stuff. And I, I I so appreciate that now because like my favorite movies are the older ones. Um, But yeah, I, I have a lot of, a lot of fond memories of this movie. I really thank uh, my friend Derek for, for showing me this movie. Um, So I'll luckily, and it's a good thing. Like I'll always remember him through, through Lost Boys. So yeah, man, that's a great, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, this movie, I mean, it's got so many great aspects to it. Just other than it just being a fun movie. I mean, it's got some awesome music in it. Um, Some of my favorite songs from it are the cry little sister song. That's kind of like the theme of the movie. Um, it's performed by G Tom Mack. If you all haven't heard it, I would definitely go listen to it. Cause it, it's got just kind of this eerie aesthetic to it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those songs that kind of, it just really fits the movie. And, um, uh, also like, I can't not mention the purple tights wearing saxophone saxophone player from the bonfire (laughs) scene that i mean he is awesome he's really going at that saxophone he's so sweaty too i know (laughs) it's so i think it's because of the fire (laughs) yeah i hope so (laughs) i hope it's not like oil that he like put on his body beforehand like i must be shining (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah um I, you know, I really love, um, the makeup effects of this movie. Um, towards the end of the movie, I won't, I won't spoil it all the way or anything, but, um, they, they eventually find the, the head vampire and that kind of has this final battle, um, sequence. Um, but one other thing that I has to have to note is that, um, Ted from Bill and Ted is in this movie. Is it Ted? Is Ted the blonde one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, he's one of the vampires, and I, I'll always think of that because um, I, I love, I love seeing him in that punk uh, get up and all of that crazy hair that he has. And, yeah, um, his hair is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and another interesting fact is one of the other vampires was actually in the first season of American Gladiators, and he actually did really well. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, like I have. Um, I have the first season on DVD of American Gladiators and I was watching it and they were like, so-and-so was in the movie, the lost boys. He played one of the vampires. I I think he was the one that got um, stabbed with the stake into the, and then backed into the radio and got electrocuted. Oh, okay. Um, He was either that one or the one that um, got all the garlic water in the bathtub. Uh, That's such a cool scene. Yeah. But I love the line I, death by I feel scenario. like I feel like some of the stuff that happened was a little borderline home alone. Oh yeah. You I know, mean, like <laughs> yeah. but this is like pre home alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's it's really fantastic. Like uh such I mean like like we said, it's a fun movie. Like it, I it can scare you, but it also be a blast at the same time. Yeah. 
lots of humor, lots of, um, you know, warm heartedness too. Cause I mean, it's essentially about a broken family, you know, yeah. finding a way to get through this gigantic, you know, vampire <laughs> invasion, I guess, yeah. um, together and come out all right on the other, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a good pick. Uh, yeah. So any, anything else you want to say about it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll talk another movie. Goes. Only a fruity pebbles can set my spirit free. My fruity pebbles. Okay. Okay. Mmm. Frighteningly fruity flavors. Thanks, Fred. Barney. Boo. <laughs> Post fruity pebble cereal out of this complete breakfast. All right, we're back. So Mike just got done talking to us about the Lost Boys. A little recap. Of course, that was only like a, a minute ago. I'm sure you all haven't forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I will talk about a movie that I must watch this time of year, and uh, this film is one of my favorites now. And I say now, I actually came into this movie. Um, about four years ago, and uh, which which sounds crazy because obviously if I watch it every Halloween, that means I've watched it four times. Uh, I've I think I've watched it a little more than that, but anyways, I'll, enough enough about that. The movie <laughs> is called. <laughs> uh, the movie I'm talking about was the made-for-TV horror suspense film Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Tonight on the CBS Saturday Night Movies, this gentleman saved this little girl's life, but they accused him of harming her. We'll do this ourselves. And he was tragically murdered. Now, one by one, the men of this town are dying. Who is his avenger? Is it the dead man's grief-stricken mother? They killed my boy! The little girl who loved him. I know what you did to Baba. Or could it be the Scarecrow? Night of the Scarecrow, coming up next. Which aired uh, October 24th, uh, 1981. Yes. So, yeah, this is a, this is a really, really good movie. Um, I, I feel like I, I took a chance on it. It came out on Blu-ray um, about four years ago, and I really didn't know anything about it, but I, like I've said before, I really have a soft spot for like late seventies, early eighties horror flicks. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I like the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, uh, and this movie to me kind of looked like the sound that dreaded, uh, sundown a, a bit because, uh, the, the scarecrow has like that raggedy old bag mask, you know, kind of like the, the, the killer in, uh, the town. Mm-hmm. Dread Sundown. And so I was kind of thinking like, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of that film without even having to see it. Um, but anyway, this movie, uh, aired in 1981 on TV and it was, uh, aired on C- uh, CBS. And like I said, it was a made for TV horror film. So with that said, especially airing on CBS, you're going to, you know, there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of violence, but what I like so much about this movie is, uh, 
they didn't need any of that anyways. I found out that the writer of this film didn't even want to show blood like in the original like script. Uh, like it was never, and he didn't have TV in mind either. It was just like, he really wanted it to, to like have the imagination kind of uh, fill in the blanks of what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so the movie is about, uh, a really small town, uh, in the South. And, uh, there's this, I would say mentally challenged, um, adult. He's like 34 years old. Um, but he looks like a kid in the sense of like, he's, he's wearing overalls and baseball cap and, you know, uh, some Converse shoes, you know, just like, like really kind of, kind of dresses young, but you know, he's, he's actually a giant, like he's a really (laughs) big guy. Um, but, uh, he is friends with this little girl who is at the age of like eight or nine. And a lot of the townspeople are kind of weirded out by that. Like, uh, a lot of them kind of like, just think like, Oh, this is perverted. Like he's this older guy hangs out with this little girl all the time, but mentally they're on the same level. In fact, she's a lot more, a lot smarter and more mature than he is, uh, mentally. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't really know any better. Like it's nothing weird to him. It's nothing weird to most people, but there are a group of haters (laughs) essentially in this town that just want to see this guy go away. And I don't know if it's Uh because of his relationship with this girl or if it's just because they don't like people who aren't like them, you know? Mm -hmm. And this movie like speaks a great volume to like how, small towns could kind of be destructive to someone who is different than the majority of them. Right. Um, and so like, you know, growing up in a small town, I've seen that firsthand. So this movie has like, it kind of interests me in the sense of like, you know, this, this happens everywhere. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, uh, the, there's these four guys. One of them is the post, uh, the mailman. Uh, another one is a farmer. Another one is a mechanic at the gas station and um and the other one is kind of like this you know uh he's he's also a farmer too i mean it's a small town mm-hmm. that's all they do is farm <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh they're just they're trying to find a reason to to nail this guy like they just they you know whether it's you know get him kicked out of town where he has to move or put him in jail they're just waiting for any kind of reason and one day him and the little girl are playing and she wants to sneak into this backyard where there's like a bunch of like, uh, really cool plants and lawn gnomes, you know, it's like a really pretty backyard. Uh-huh. And so she goes through the fence and he's like, I can't, you know, I'll get in trouble. And so she does it anyways. And she gets attacked and mauled by a dog. And so he picks her up and takes her to her mom's house. And of course he's holding <laughs> this bloody girl and she's past, you know, she, she's, she's not conscious. And the mother freaks out and like, you know, word spreads like rapid fire that, uh, Bubba, the, the guy harmed this girl. Mm-hmm. And the rumor develops like he killed her. And so the postman hears that and he's like, finally, we've got a reason. So he gathers up the three other guys. They get their guns, their hound dogs, and they load up the truck and they're like on the search for this guy, hmm. uh, trying to find him. And, um, Bubba runs home to his mom and she's like, all right, we'll have to hide you. I believe you. I know you didn't do this because he's devastated and freaked out at this point. Like he's just been running himself exhausted, trying to find a way to hide. And so she hides him in a scarecrow like outfit and kind of posts him up in the uh in the field and the guys find him 
and um they shoot him they shoot him like 20 times and uh the postman gets a call on this radio saying like hey turns out this girl isn't dead bubba actually saved her life she was being attacked by this dog and you know he's a real hero for doing this and they're just kind of like oh man like oh man you know, we just killed him. Of course, he doesn't admit to that, but he like you just see the life like leave their faces because yeah. they thought they they legitimately thought that he killed this little girl. And in a small time like that, I guess it's okay to take justice on your own in your own hands. I don't know how they thought they were going to get away <laughs> with this, but right. you know, if he killed a little girl, I guess the townspeople would be more forgiving of you know what they did to him. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of frame it to where that it looks like you know. It was self-defense. And, of course, you know, half the town believes them, half the town doesn't. But anyway, uh, these guys um, are, they, they get away with it. And throughout the movie, you're kind of seeing them all experience uh, some really creepy things. And uh, they, they start getting knocked out one by one. And so <laughs> the whole idea of the movie is like, who is avenging them? Is it, you know, is it the guy's mother? Is it... Um, the little girl <laughs> is it is it actually they they really do think it's the uh the attorney who was defending bubba uh they really think it's him getting back at them because this guy knows that bubba was murder i mean like they set it up to where the scarecrow had a pitchfork when they found the body so the the argument is like well, we we're just defending ourselves and it's like he had a pitchfork and then there were four of you with guns and he has 20 something like shots in his body. Like that's not self-defense, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a great little horror movie. Uh, the reason I feel like it, it binds well with Halloween is for one, I bought it in October when it came out, uh, on Blu-ray, but also there's a, as a Halloween party in the movie. So it takes place mm. within the time frame of like the week of Halloween and so, like, the visuals are all there. Like, there's this, you know, big carnival and party that they're at. Um, you know, it, it doesn't look fall. It was actually filmed in L.A. and it was filmed in the summer. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but you know, it's like like all movies are. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're rarely ever filmed during the time they're supposed to be. But... Anyway, I I love this movie. I think it's a I think it's a really fun movie. I think the suspense is really good. Uh, like I said, they it being made for TV. There's not a lot of blood, but that wasn't like on their conscience. It was just like it, they wanted to be really creative about it, and uh, it's shot really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- crazily enough, uh, the guy who plays Bubba is our good buddy Larry Drake. <laughs> Oh, okay. which is so crazy because I didn't know, like when we were watching Dr. Giggles, I didn't even think about that. Like they do look a lot alike, but, um, he was really young in this movie, like mm. 1981. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm so disappointed in myself for not catching on to that during my research of Dr. Giggles that he was Bubba in Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yeah. So, uh, he would this be was a his perfect- first kind of like yeah. you know simpleton yeah he was he he did awesome in this movie uh and i think it was like his first one of his first films so um yeah really cool movie um i like it a lot again i think the story is is really cool because it's kind of like this innocent i'm gonna say love story between this man and this girl because they're not in love they're just really good friends and like 
she doesn't see him as this 34 year old mentally challenged man. You know, it's her friend, you know, Mm -hmm. and you, you see the town kind of revolt against this and they just, you know, they, they take advantage of a situation and then it's cool to see like revenge come back because when the court ordered, you know, the four men were innocent, the, you know, his mother is like hysterical in the courtroom. They drag her out and she's like, you know, there's other kind of justice in this world outside the courtroom. So mm-hmm. that also leads you to think, well, maybe she's behind it, you know? Right. So it's really like this, like who is doing this? And then of course the guys, I mean, like you have to think the postman in this movie is super evil because he's, he's such a dick and like he organized this whole thing. But the other three guys, like, they're going along with it because they're more scared of like what he would do. You mm-hmm. know, they weren't, they didn't ever really feel super threatened by Bubba. It's more of like their, their leader, the postman. Right. So you, you, they have this, like the anxiety is so high because it's like, how do you sleep at night? How do you go home? How do you pretend that like none of this didn't, you know, didn't happen. Yeah. And so like you, you start to see them crack at the surface. Like they are just getting, you know, they're losing it and it just gets, you know, more intense as the movie goes on. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of different, like a lot of different things happening in this film. Yeah. I'm so glad that you talked about it because this is a movie you've told me about before. I haven't seen it, but we were actually talking about it at work the other day. Cause, um, there's oh, another really? guy. Yeah. There's a guy up there who's a, another big horror movie fanatic guy and he brought it up and, um, I mentioned to him that I hoped that you brought it up on our podcast <laughs> for uh, one of your picks because um, he he loved it and he he loved it in spite of it being a made for TV movie because um, he yeah. he's he's like a horror movie like aficionado like he knows all of like the the French films and all of the you know oh wow like the elite of the horror movies. Um, and so for it to impress him means that it's a very good movie. <laughs> that makes me feel really good because, you yeah. know, d- during like w- we kind of like plan out these ahead of time. Like, of course, you didn't know I was going to talk about this. and I didn't know what you were going to talk about. But yeah. I feel like there's like the essential watches like everyone watches Halloween. Everyone watches Trick or Treat. Um mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this movie doesn't get enough recognition or praise, like, ever. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, I highly recommend it. And don't let the uh, made-for-TV, you know, uh, line kind of throw you throw you off or keep you from seeing it. Because I honestly feel like it's just, just as good as anything you would see in theater. It tells a great story, and it is a scary movie. Um yeah. So it, I, think, it ma- I think it's completely cool. It makes me think of like the made for TV movies like it, like the Stephen King made for TV movies. Cause I, mean, I forget that that was made for TV because yeah. it was a series, a mini series. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was scarier than anything else that you would see. And so was Salem's lot. That movie was made for TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's one of my watches this year. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. It's, it's super fr- long as oh, a movie. <laughs> well, it's because they were like, they were miniseries, so like each episode yeah. was like an hour, so it's like a four hour long movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, The Stand was that way, Tommy Knockers, and those are all pretty scary movies in my opinion. Yeah, they really so, are. Uh 
I wouldn't say this is on that same level of scary, but it definitely is is a I, I would consider it a horror movie, hands down. Yeah, I so. mean, you're not the only person that's told me it's a very effectively scary movie or creepy movie. So I'm Good. gonna check. I it love out. hearing that. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, and pick it up on Blu-ray just because. Uh, I th- I think if. If any of you out there are Blu-ray collectors, this is a, I, I definitely think it's a must-have. The restoration they did on it is phenomenal. Like, for a movie that was made in 1981, uh, you, I mean, it looks beautiful. Like, they did a killer job. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's one of my favorite movies I own, by far. Awesome. So, that's that. Yeah, great pick. <laughs> Well, I hope everyone's been having a, a great and happy Halloween. Uh, we'll be back with a, another Halloween super show um, at the end of the month. It'll air on Friday, the day before Halloween, so Halloween Eve. And uh, of course, we still have you know plenty of uh, mini episodes to get us through uh, the month. But in the meantime, you can check us out online. Uh, visit us at scarymovieicecreamnight.tumblr.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SMIC underscore podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com SMC slash SMIC podcast. And then stay, uh, stay connected with us on Instagram at scarymovieicecreamnight. Um, if you have iTunes, search for us. Um, search Ice Cream Scary Movie and uh, rate, like, subscribe, review whatever <laughs> uh tell people about us tell uh thanks <laughs> yeah, yeah give 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 us a give us a little rating there on itunes um that'd be so pretty- appreciative you realize if we don't get ratings no one else is going to hear about this and essentially yeah. it's just mike and i talking to ourselves <laughs> so <laughs> but until next time everyone have a happy halloween we'll see you soon bye guys